anything. I'm, I'm sitting here in the kitchen table on the computer, right? And I'm giving myself two, three hours to knock some stuff out, and then I got the rest of the day to do whatever. I've always kept that sense of I don't want to just be 24-7 hustling, mm. right? I've always kept that mentality. I'm a, I'm a hustle, but when I'm hustling, I'm giving it 2,000%. But when I cut it off, now I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm Jay White, first name love. I'm, I'm out here. You so, really work three, four hours a day? Might be like five. What does a Maybe normal day look like for you in terms of business, in terms of work? Uh, reviewing invoices, reviewing proposals. But now I'm on, the, I'm on the teaching side. So now I'm just following up with some of my students. They might have some issues or mm. some questions or whatever the case may be. Looking towards the next thing. I got real estate deals too. So... Right. Uh, I, like I said, I just like to knock out everything within three to four hours. Five tops. After that, man, I got to chill. Mm, that is a lifestyle right there. But bro. why work hard if throughout the day you're going to work all day? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we make good money and we do certain things in the beginning. So on the back half, now we can kind of autopilot and coast it. I, I ain't nobody still trying to work eight hours a day, nine hours yeah. a day. I might well get a job, for real. In the beginning, it probably, you probably spent more time, right? Because I was learning. Yeah. You didn't I don't, know. I don't got it down yeah. pat. Like, like you said, I don't know. I think I should be looking at this this long. I yeah. think I should wake up early and not go to sleep. Like, I'm right, thinking right. this is how I need to operate, right? But once I got to a certain point, I'm like, man, I'm going to bed, man. I'm right. good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for me, it took marriage for that because uh, it, when it just left to my own devices, I'm going to work all day, every mm. day because, one, it's what I'm so accustomed to doing. Okay. Like, you spend years just grinding and working. Like, when you're not working, something's wrong. That's how I feel. But it took me getting married to say, okay, I need to try to wrap up by 5 o'clock, get home by 6. And what I realized is when I had less time to be productive, I was more productive. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Instead Mm -hmm. of like, because some people, they're going to quit their job and they're like, yo, I'm going to grind all day. But if you you can build something in those windows of time. And And concentrate it. And then, and then you super, super heavy because everything you're doing in that time is intentional. You're not wasting a second because you got a hard stop or a cutoff time, right? So your three hours, your four hours, or your five to six o'clock, you're going to go hard because you know you got a stopping point. Yeah. Are you, every second count. Are you still actively, like, getting contracts, going for contracts? Yeah, man. We won uh, two this month. So, so... So far already, I won six this year. Really? Yeah. But they were sole source. I didn't have to bid. They called me. They said, hey, mm. can you purchase this product for us? I'm when did like, they start? Yeah. When did they start? When did they start calling you? Mm, probably like 2017. That was real pivotal. Gotcha. Around 2017, yeah. Oh, so then you didn't really have to apply for no contract. Right. Just- I don't got to bid no more. Now, if I bid, it's just to, you know, stay current. So when I'm teaching people, I, I got the, real-time estimation. The, yeah. I like the fact that you're still actively in the game. Because yeah. most people, they'll, they're not in the game anymore. Right. They're just teaching. But From the fact eight, that 
They talking from yesteryear. Exactly. And that information ain't always up to date or valid. Changes, yeah, right? it can't help me out today. So I I speak a lot to the people that, you know, they got all these side hustles. They got all this stuff on the table, but they just like, you know what? I'm going to give this federal government contracting a try. Mm-hmm. And once they tap in, they're like, all right, I'm going to just do this now. Right, right, you know? right. So it's a good feeling. Man. So the, the, you said six contracts this year. Yeah. Uh, or in two this month. Yeah. Tell me about the month. two. Because you said they were talking about ordering a product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wanted to order 150 iPads. It was something real light. That's what I understand. Why do they just call <laughs> Apple? They lazy. That's what I be trying to tell people. The federal government lazy. They can do all this stuff themselves. However, they're mandated. That's this. I call them lazy, but they're mandated to give small businesses, minorities, women-owned, service-disabled veterans, they're mandated to give us a certain percentage of contracts are you, a year. Are you minority certified? A minority. A woman-owned, right? Is your wife 51%? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what was you about to say, bro? What was you, you was about to say something. Documentation got to read well, right? Documentation has to read well. So 51% woman-owned, small business, minority, veteran-owned. I was in the Coast Guard for uh, 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Do you have, did you do that certification yourself? Because, bro, I've... It's terrible, ain't it? Terrible. It's terrible. Yes, I did it myself. But I'm good on the phone. I'm telling you. Like, I'm, I need somebody I'm a, to just do it for me, bro. I'm amazing on the phone. So I had a lady on the phone the whole time I was filling the thing out. The whole time. Because I was like, oh, I can't I can't do this. I'm frustrated. I'm, I can't figure it out. I'm like going in on her. She's like, calm down. I'm going to help you. I said, are you going to help me for the duration? Like, right, I right, need right. you. <laughs> and she helped me. She helped me out. Do you, do you give resources, like, in, like for your students on how to get that certification? Yeah, you. I have to, man, because, all right, here's the first thing. I teach my students certifications don't win you contracts. Mm. I mean, that's just a fact. They don't win you contracts. However, comma, they do help you get into a smaller room to bid against less competition. Case mm-hmm. It's being used. It's not private. Mm-hmm. So when the Snowden thing happened and, I, and a number of people started chiming up and being like, oh my gosh, look what the government's doing and they're spying on us. We are not spying on you. I'm, you know, the, if the CIA, first of all, cannot spy on an American. They have to have permission to touch anything American-related, like U.S. SIT-related. The FBI can. That's their purview, right? Like, they are responsible. If the FBI is watching you, you're probably doing something wrong. If you're doing something wrong and you're worried about your privacy, you should probably stop doing something wrong. Mm, (laughs) Like, if you're selling (laughs) drugs and you're worried that your privacy is being invaded, you should probably stop selling drugs. Like, you're mm-hmm. doing something wrong. Um, yeah, so that's... And, and the CIA is not looking at you, I promise you, unless you are an undercover, like, Chinese intelligence officer. Nobody's looking at your stuff. 
nobody's listening to your phone calls. I promise. Right. Well, wasn't his his overall reasoning for doing this was because of the so-called Patriot Act that was enacted after 9-11 was used, and it was actually proven that they were taking transcripts and actually recording and and actively listening into like millions of Americans phone calls whether they had any sort of uh, any sort of reason to do it or not right so think about like the easiest way to gather data right so like you have you have a giant bowl of M&Ms here right and I need to get like the green M&M that's in the middle. Like that's the one I'm interested in, is that green right. M&M in the middle, right? I'm not going to like be able to dig through and find that little green M&M. The fastest way for me to do it is to scoop up your entire bowl of M&Ms and then sift it through a filter, a software program, right? Sift it through until my filter, my software program pops up that green M&M that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Like that's the most efficient way to do it is to do giant grabs. I'm not really looking for the red M&M or the yellow M&M. I don't care about the brown M&M. Like none of that really matters to me. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for this one thing. And the best way for me to get it is to just do a grab all and sift through it. Like I'm not actually listening like, nobody's listening to all those conversations. Think about, like, millions of conversations. There are not people out there just listening to conversations. That's not, you know, lit- like like I said before, right? It's How does it an work office that? with cubicles. <laughs> like, like, office workers. Is it, you know? is it some sort of, like, AI that's basically, like scanning all of these phone calls and text messages looking for keywords or what is it? So I, so I, I couldn't talk about it even if I knew about it, (laughs) (laughs) but I will say that, you know, the analysis is done by analysts, human beings, right? So data, data collection is done the way any company would do data collection, right? I mean, it's just a different, a different style, but like Google collects your data, like Apple collects your data, tons of people collect your data. It's all done the same way, right? It's all pooling tons of data. In the end, it's a person, me or somebody else, that's going through that individually, you know, eight and a half hours every weekday, looking for connections, looking for information, you know, there's there's not time. Like, we are very focused, right? Like, we know who we want, and we know how to get there. We are not just idly listening. You know, it's not like when you flip through YouTube and you're just idly watching people. It's not that. Like, well, we have a job. Isn't it also true that we haven't caught any terrorists through the Patriot Act by by tapping people's phone calls? Hmm. I do not know the answer to that question. Okay. And and I will say that Aiden, maybe you could Google it. Maybe find some uh, fake article, <laughs> <laughs> some fake Russian article. Well, I will say that I'm not. I'm not a uh, uh, terrorists caught through 
the Patriot Act or tapping American phone calls, something like that. Yeah, and I will say that I'm not... I'm not saying that something shouldn't have been done about the Patriot Act, right? Mm-hmm. The Patriot Act was something that came out of 9-11 mm-hmm. for a specific purpose. And I think things like that oftentimes, right, because it was broad. So because it was broad and already in use, it's easier to just kind of keep it there. Yeah. So I'm not saying that shouldn't have been reviewed. Because I think that, you know, a policy, particularly if a policy comes out of like a time of war, that needs to be reviewed, right? Like, is it still meeting the purpose? Can we narrow it, right? So that's why I say, you know, I support whistleblowing, right? I support reviewing things that are already in practice because, you know, maybe something that was okay the first three years after 9-11, you know, isn't okay 10 years down the road. Maybe mm-hmm. that's unnecessary. Maybe it's reaching too far. Maybe you do a review and you find out that it's not serving its purpose. You're not actually catching terrorists, right? I mean, the information, even if it wasn't carrying, you know, capturing terrorists, probably was good for other t- forms of intelligence that nobody's talking about because mm-hmm. nobody cares. Um, doesn't have as much of a like impact when you talk about other forms of intelligence. Right. But yeah, I guess, I mean the, the hard part to, to deal with is the fact that they use something like nine 11 and the, the clever marketing of calling it the quote Patriot act. Yeah, nigga, fuck you, nigga. Think y'all gonna scare me and tell me about what y'all gonna do to me? You'll rape my mama. That's been fuck you, Muslim nigga. You nigga been pedophile for the longest. You nigga been pedophile as long as your religion been in existence, nigga. You nigga been fucking babies and boys and goats and 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 queers as long as Islam been in religion, bitch. I, I used to be one of you niggas, and I and I refused to stop eating pork. So I said, "Fuck you, niggas." Cause I, listen, I sold barbecue four years ago, and the Muslim niggas used to come through, playing like they can taste pork. So one day, I cut the motherfucking chopped beef with pulled pork and served it to Muslim niggas, unbeknownst to them. They didn't know they was eating pork. They were chewing that motherfucking pork. Them motherfucking Muslims can't tell when they taste the motherfucking pork. So I sold them nigga pork for all summer long. Yeah, nigga, now sue me. Yeah, I sold pork till I cut the chopped beef with pulled pork all summer long and not one goddamn Muslim could tell the difference. Because all them bitches is sneaking and eating pork. Or if they ain't eating pork, they suck pussy so they taste buds is thrown off to the pork. Yeah, them there, I, I felt good sneaking and selling them niggas $10 chopped beef sandwiches with that pool pork cut up in it, nigga. Straight disrespecting you, nigga. Yeah, get mad about that, nigga. I did that five years ago. Bitch ass, nigga. Yeah, go try to skirt me on the internet. All you niggas trying to skirt me on the internet. Catch a plane, nigga, and show up in person and make everybody in the city say, say, 
Them niggas out of New York City looking for you, nigga. Say, it's some niggas out of California asking about you. Do that, nigga. Bad motherfucker. Make Farrakhan have a million man march down here. He ain't done nothing in a while, no way. For he getting too old anyway. Yeah, he getting too old. And Facebook don't want to hear the motherfucker. Y'all don't know what to do. You can't listen to him. Yeah, we sick of that old nigga anyway. We want to hear from NBA young boy. Don't nobody want to hear shit from Farrakhan. We want to hear from Fujiano. We don't want to hear shit from no goddamn Muslim, nigga. You nigga can't rap. <laughs> yeah, you nigga stick to providing security at the funerals and, and shaking down rappers. But don't nobody want to hear shit no nigga talking about thumping no Quran. Nigga, we want to hear from Lil Baby. We don't want to hear from you bitch ass Muslim nigga. So shut up, Farrakhan. Don't go inside and talk. Don't come out here and talk. It's a new day, Farrakhan. And don't nobody want to hear no shit about no spaceship go come rescue all us niggas. If a spaceship come right now, I ain't getting on no motherfucking spaceship with no Muslim niggas. I don't trust no Muslim. Mother didn't trust you niggas. I don't trust no nigga that don't eat bacon. And all our life, we was trained and brought up to eat bacon. Any nigga don't eat bacon and suck pussy is an oxymoron to me. Period point blank. I nigga gonna give up bacon instead of putting his motherfucking head between a whole leg and suck up pussy. Nigga, fuck you, nigga. And all you niggas do it. All you Muslim niggas do it. Go quit the pole and suck the pussy. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're ignorant. Fuck you. And fuck your religion, nigga. Yeah, nigga, it's funny to me. It's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, and I don't believe none of you niggas is bad enough to come do nothing to me and let the world see that y'all pussies to the white boy. Y'all didn't do nothing for Tamir Rice. Y'all didn't do nothing for Breonna Taylor. You bitch-ass niggas, Muslim niggas, didn't do nothing for Breonna Taylor. Y'all didn't do nothing for Eric Garner. Y'all let the white boy choke the big old nigga out. The big old nigga got his hands up. He's supposed to be throwing elbows. Get off me, nigga. Bigger than he was, he let the little bitty white boy jump on his back. Them ain't the kind of nigga we are down here. Them ain't the kind of nigga we are. We ain't just laying now. George Floyd is in Indianapolis. He just laid there and let the nigga put his knee on his neck. Nigga, fishes flop out of water. You ever seen a fish when you get him in the boat? He flopping like a motherfucker. He want to get back in the water. Fuck, that nigga didn't want to live. Don't fiend that nigga. That's a dope fiend, ain't it? The nigga died with fentanyl in the system. And the best thing could have happened to him is for him to die. The nigga left his daughter 20 million. That nigga could have lived to be 100 years old. He wouldn't have been able to leave his daughter 20 million. He couldn't have never been able to leave his pretty little daughter 20 million. They done that baby a favor. He wasn't shit. The nigga was in and out of jail. The nigga kicked in a door, boom. That nigga kicked in a motherfucking door. 
and put a gun to a black woman's belly while she was pregnant, robbing them. How you know that ain't his fate? He wasn't trying to redeem that. He went to making porn with white bitches. The nigga was a porn star with white bitches. So let me tell you something, Stack Five. Basketball playing ass nigga. Big old tall nigga. Fuck your brother, nigga. And fuck you too, nigga. Say, listen, if he was your brother or he was your nigga, what in the fuck that nigga was doing downtown in Indianapolis with a fake $20 bill? You must have loved that nigga that much. Nigga, I got some people I can go get $20 for, nigga, and I ain't got to go try to pass no $20 bill with no dope fiend nigga and no dope fiend bitch. That or started the process or whatever, now's the best time in the world to go in and make a deal and patch things back up at the bank, okay? All right, now's the and, time. All right. Uh, the um, what was I going to say? That, that well, the three one of the properties might be going. Let's say, what happens if it, if it goes through a foreclosure? What should I do from there? You know, then you got to try to fight the foreclosure, and she ain't gonna have much of a leg to stand on because all this happened before the COVID. Listen, right. whatever the case, the point is this: you're gonna get a lot further trying to play with the bank than fight with the bank. All right? Now's the time. Now's the perfect time to go in there and make a deal. There could be some kind of assistance available for her. The bank might be able to give her a sweetheart deal and refinance it if there's equity in the house. Uh, they might require you to put some money up. Whatever. You got to go in and make a deal. It's not, nothing's gonna, nothing good's going to happen. Let him sit there if you want. I don't care. Let him sit there if you want. Anyway, the point <laughs> is we got a two-year-old here. Um, the point is you got to get in there and make a deal. And, you know, when you have a problem, you have to fix it. All right? That's, that's, that's all there is to it. You need to get a hold of both of those banks and saying, okay, you know, my aunt's elderly. I'm here to try to work with you. You know, bring her with you or get her permission. Whatever it is, get in there and find out what's the best deal the bank is willing to make her right now. All right? Now, do it. Don't waste oh, no time. It's a perfect Those time. Those properties are worth for a, about $3 million. Holy shit. How much, <laughs> How much does she owe? How much does she owe? She owes about almost close to whatever the value is because she took money out of the house. So is there any equity in it? How much does she owe? Does she owe three million? Mm, maybe like two and a half. Well, what you doing with all the damn money? Where'd all the money go? Um, I don't know. You don't know. I wish she told me. You don't know what two million bucks went. <laughs> anyway, listen. You know, is your is your aunt? It's my grandmother. Your grandmother. All right, you got to step in and take control. This, it is what it is. Listen, you know, you, you go to the bank and say, listen, I, I want to hear help my grandmother. You know, she went through rough times, whatever. I don't know. But you don't even have to explain. Just say, what's the best deal you guys can make us? Let's cut to the bullshit. What's the best deal? How old is your grandmother? 68. All right. 
tell him, listen, my grandmother's almost 70 years old. Yeah, I'm here to help you guys and help her. Is what, what can we do? What's the best deal you can put on the table to clean up this situation? All right? That's where you got to, excuse me, that's where you got to start. All right? The, the issue, too, is nobody's paying the rent, too. Well, who's living there? The whole family? Who's living in the houses? Oh, whole families, yeah, like three. Well, well, the one is like a three-fam. No, more, all three are three-family ones. Listen, right now, there's plenty of assistance available for anybody to go get help with their rent. So all three of those houses, whoever they are, should be going and getting some help and pay her some rent money for living there. She needs to go cut a deal with the bank and get it because otherwise you're going to lose that half a million dollars worth of equity. All right? Right, right. You got to mm-hmm. go cut a deal with the bank and everybody that's living in the damn house has to start paying rent. All right? You got to clean up the mess. It's a mess. And you got to step in and clean it up. It's worth 500 grand for you to go in there and clean up grandma's mess. Could be worse. It's a big mess. <laughs> it could be worse. You could be in diapers. Then you really be cleaning up your messes. All right, get in there and yeah. clean the mess up, all right? You can do it. You're a smart guy. Get in there. Get on the phone with the banks. Make a deal. Tell everybody living in the house. Are you living in one of those houses? Tell the truth. Don't lie. No, no, no. Okay. Listen, tell everybody in the house, listen, you got to pay rent, all right? If you don't pay rent, then you got to go and I got to find somebody to pay rent. You're going to lose the freaking houses. Grandma's going to lose the houses if you don't pay rent. She's got to pay the bank. The bank's going to take the house, and then she's going to, God forbid, she passes away, and we get nothing. So anyway, clean up the mess, all right? Get in there and do it. You can do it. All right? Thank you, thank you. All right, good luck to you. you. Take care. Thanks. Also, also, Ben, let me tell you something. Where's your I never see your wife, Carla. I don't, know. I don't know. She's busy. She, you know, my wife's going through a rough time right now. I don't want to get too personal, but you know, she had to take I on see. two other children in her life to take care of, and you know, she's really a great person for doing that. She's taking on two other kids that are, you know, family kids, but you know, it's a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, she's got a hands full. She's got this kid's going here, this kid's got to go here. You know, she's going to, you know, different places, daycare, got to go to sports, whatever. But she'll be around. Hey, at least she's oh. home every night. That's all I care about. As long as she's yeah. home every yeah. night, I'm happy. And she cooks <laughs> dinner every night, I'm good. Otherwise, thanks yeah. for asking yeah. and uh, take care. Good Looks luck like to you. You need that dinner, Ben. I yeah. don't know what's happening with the gym. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right now, I'm so depressed, I can't even pay attention. But, uh, all right, well, good luck to you. Clean the mess up. Get Grandma straightened out and get that money. Will do, Ben. All right, good Thank luck. For calling. Bye-bye. Thanks. What else you got? Anything else? Yeah, Grandma's in trouble. Eight uh, years without away. paying? Crazy. Crazy. Man, how much money she saved on eight years of two and a half million dollars, and the rate was probably six or seven, eight years ago, or six or five? Holy macaroni. But, hey... You can always work a deal out. You know, banks will make deals with you. They don't want the houses. By the time the banks get done with it, uh, 500000 over three houses, about 150000 each house worth of equity. By the time they foreclose on her, go through all the bullshit with the brokers, try to sell a house, go through the courts, it's not working for them. It's better for the bank to make a deal. It's better for her to make a deal. What do you got? Anything? Nothing. Yeah, David G. Thanks for the $5. This. 
You're supposed to do Never came across this motherfucking video, nigga. Got me mad like this. You faggot motherfucking bitch. That's what you is, Charleston White. That's what the fuck you is, nigga. Okay? How many times I got to make videos about your bitch ass, nigga? How many times I got to check your bitch ass? I told you, motherfucker, to watch what the fuck you say, you dumb motherfucker. Your bitch ass nigga. I don't agree with no motherfucking nation of Islam. The reason why I don't agree with them because they don't believe the same thing that the regular Muslims believe. They are not Sunni. Okay? They don't believe what we believe. They don't believe in life after death. They don't believe in judgment day, nigga. The Quran says clearly talks about judgment day and warns you of judgment day, motherfucker. All these books warn of judgment day. Okay? Now you sitting here taking a risk talking about God and saying that he don't exist when you don't know what the fuck is out there in the motherfucking universe, you dumb motherfucker, okay? You ain't been on this motherfucking earth, nigga, no more than 40 or 50 years, you old dolphin looking motherfucker. Probably younger than me. I'm about to be 50 motherfucking years old, nigga. And your ass looks 65, motherfucker. Dolphin ass motherfucker talking all that motherfucking shit. If I don't got nothing good to say about somebody, I'm not going to say nothing at all. If somebody come at me and they got a problem with your bitch ass, then I got to come back and check your dumb ass again. Until you listen to what the fuck people are saying about your stupid ass nigga. Remember, man, we was taught by niggas. What you think niggas used to do when they served white folk? What you think niggas used to do when they served white people, homie, when they was in them kitchens by themselves? And them white folks sitting out there, you think them folks wasn't spitting in they drinks and they food and shit just to get back at them? So I don't trust them people, huh? I see how they treat us. So I'm going to be, you think I'm going to be comfortable to go in there and let them people cook behind there and not let me see it? And they so good, homie. They can duplicate <clears throat> anything. They can, they can, they can make a bootleg Gucci. They can make anything. Nigga, they can make a human. They so smart and sharp. So if you think they can't make rat taste like chicken, if you think them people can't make rat taste like chicken, human meat tastes like pork, they have bought over 80% of America's beef in chicken processing plants. The fuck would they do that for? Why would America sell their beef and their chicken processing plants to China, homie? Them people take our food and send it back to their country and then send it back to us. Before you ask anybody for one thing, make sure you give 10. And be proactive. So many times people, oh, if you need me that, just let me know I'm coming. No, say, yo, I'm here. What you need me to do? Mm, I like that. And, and be intentional about your relationships. Every last thing you do should be intentional. You shouldn't leave your house unless it aligns with your goals.
no matter who you're dealing with, it has to make sense. That's the only way you can trim the fat. I say I like, I would rather throw away 100 pennies to get four quarters. Surround yourself around quality people that's going to help you get to your mission, who think like you, who move like you, who's going to make sure they push you and motivate you. Because sometimes who's going to motivate the motivator? So you got to have those people that's going to be a cheerleader. So when shit hit the fan, you got somebody that's going to support you. When your back is against the wall, you have people that's going to jump and defend you. And just go at it, man. Don't give up to get what you what you need and what you're looking for. You know, the day that you gave up could have been the day that you made it. I love it, man. Listen, you can't close out a podcast no more, no better than that. Listen, man, go follow my brother Spectacular, man. Do me a favor. Go get you some social proof, man. I want you to go build something, okay? Lock in. Be consistent. Be persistent. Focus on your relationships. This is one of those podcasts you probably need to just listen to for the whole month, okay? Just listen to it (laughs) because there's so many uh, gems being dropped. So go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something, and I want you to uh, come back to the community and teach them how you did it. We are out of here. Peace. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week? From all across the country, you'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week and I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you Would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here, okay? The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship, okay? Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book? Every single chapter, every single day, we're growing together, okay? You need the environment to grow in. TheMorningMeetup.com, a dollar. I'm going to give you all this for a dollar. If you want to stay, great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want, all right? TheMorningMeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. You have to have people with different characteristics, different strengths, weaknesses, traits. Um, And that really worked out for us at the agency, um, but at home, it's definitely much more of a struggle um, trying to keep balance. Um, and I don't know if it's just because at home is like 24 seven where, you know, in an op, you get together, you play in the op, everybody does their part, you know, but at home, it's a little bit messier. Yeah. So. No, I mean, that, that's a huge, a huge change that you made from being a spy in the CIA mm-hmm. or a, well, you were a, a, kinet- targeter. a kinetic targeter. No, 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 not kinetic. They did not blow people up. Oh, you didn't, you didn't blow people up. <laughs> right. Operational. You were, a, you were one of the nice. Yeah, <laughs> that was the nice one. <laughs> the, the one that was going to ha- get somebody to come and buy you a drink. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to be our friend and spy, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, what was that like? Was it something in you that happened? Like, was there some sort of some sort of event that made you make that decision of becoming a, a spy to motherhood and family life? So, once we were pregnant, 
We got pregnant when we were overseas, and then we came back um, right before we had the baby, like a month before we had the baby. Um, Andy was moving into management, so I was always a very behind-the-scenes, like, um, I wanted to just specialize in what I did. I was not interested in moving up the ladder or any of that. Um, but Andy was moving into management. Um, and just like I, I'm guessing any place else, like the higher you rise, the more hours you work. Um, we mm. were back in the D.C. area. There was tons of, you know, commuting time was just huge. And, um, and we were still trying to live our life where we like we had one car and we had like our you know our little apartment like our kind of minimalistic life but it was getting harder and harder because he was having to go in early and stay in late and then I'm stuck alone with the baby um, after I'm working too and we're trying to balance daycare and all the things that parents everywhere go through Um, and I think for for me because I hadn't really done the critical thinking at that time, because I I had I was in the mindset of like I have arrived and this is what we're gonna do and this is what life looks like, um, but Andy was like we can do better than this. Like I am not. Like, he was not where he wanted to be. He wanted to be home with his son. He wanted to be on his own time. Um, And so he was the one that kind of planted the seed of like, let's go. Mm. And I think after several months of having our new baby and having no help because we had no family members in the area, um, we were just on our own trying to balance everything. I was like, you know, moving close to family sounds good. So that's what we decided to do. And he, um, we networked into a private company and started our new life in Florida. Yeah. That's amazing. What's it been mm-hmm. like in Florida compared to everywhere else you've been? So I grew up here. <laughs> and funny enough, Andy had to convince me to come back because um, I spent all of like my high school and college years here. So I went to like University of South Florida. I went to Florida State University. Um trying to leave I was like I'm gonna be a professional and I'm getting out of here (laughs) like I'm going to where professional people go or whatever um so it was this big thing and I was like oh I'm I got to DC I got to the CIA so when he was like let's go back to St. Pete I was like no no way (laughs) I was like we can go to Colorado like let's really yeah, I was like, we can why go. not Florida? Why? Why were you so against it? It was really just the idea of coming home, where I felt like I had achieved. So it was my own personal issues that I had, I needed to work through. Right, like I felt like I have achieved, and now mm. I'm go- taking a step back somehow. It's beneath you. Yeah, <laughs> but since I mean, I'm I'm glad. Like he he had traveled, so I had traveled the world, but not really the United States, which is kind of funny Mm -hmm. he had traveled the united states so he said the first christmas i brought him home it's christmas time there's lights on the palm trees it's 70 degrees you know in december and he was like from the first moment he was like this is it this is paradise um and so because he has seen so much of the united states for him to say you know saint pete's the place 
I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll do it. And my parents lived here. My sister lives, my entire mom's side of the family lives here. Okay. So I was like, lots of family. St. Pete's not so bad. Mm. Now that we've been back a while, now that we've been back several years, um, I'm really happy. I'm really happy that he had the idea to come back. And I'm really happy that I listened to him he's very smart <laughs> so well don't say that you actually re- you actually re- you actually regret moving back here and you really can't wait to get the hell out of florida we don't want anybody getting the wrong idea about florida oh, true do not move to st no. petersburg florida sucks go to texas <laughs> oh yeah totally <laughs> everything goes in texas so I, just heard go a, there. I heard texas is so much better than florida yeah, beautiful you know they got you can, they got they got the new law the open carry without a oh, permit my gosh i've been here i have just read about that that's so funny yeah they were like there's other states too i'm like what other states yeah <laughs> not that it matters because i'll never see the gun i guess well texas has the least gun violence right isn't that, isn't that true <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think it is i heard it somewhere i don't know that's crazy do you guys i think you guys you think you guys will stay in florida for a while or are you guys gonna get out of here eventually or well so we're waiting for things to open up we mm-hmm. were overseas when florida's open yeah <laughs> well yeah <laughs> so funny enough we were overseas when the pandemic hit and it may feel like they don't have time for that so yeah. how did how did that happen well she was always there mm-hmm. that's the first thing right oh so y'all been together yeah, for a minute yeah. 20 plus we've been rocking oh wow yeah so she's always been there Right. But you got to remember, too, I'm not physically going anywhere to do anything. I'm, I'm sitting here in the kitchen table on the computer, right? And I'm giving myself two, three hours to knock some stuff out, and then I got the rest of the day to do whatever. I've always kept that sense of I don't want to just be 24-7 hustling, mm. right? I've always kept that mentality. I'm a, I'm a hustle, but when I'm hustling, I'm giving it 2,000%. But when I cut it off, now I'm I'm, I'm cool. I'm Jay White, first name love. I'm, I'm out here. You so, really work three, four hours a day? Might be like five. What does a Maybe normal most. day look like for you in terms of business, in terms of work? Uh, reviewing invoices, reviewing proposals. But now I'm on the I'm on the teaching side, so now. I'm just following up with some of my students. They might have some issues or mm. some questions or whatever the case may be, looking towards the next thing. I got real estate deals too. So, right. uh, I, like I said, I just like to knock out everything within three to four hours. Five tops. After that, man, I got to chill. Mm. That is a lifestyle right there. Well, bro. why work hard if throughout the day you can work all day? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we make good money and we do certain things in the beginning so on the back half now we can kind of autopilot and coast it I, mm-hmm. ain't nobody still trying to work eight hours a day nine hours yeah. a day I might well get a job for real in the beginning it probably you probably spent more time right because I was learning yeah. you didn't I know I don't got it down yeah. pat like, like you said I don't know I think I should be looking at this this long I yeah. think I should wake up early and not go to sleep. Like, I'm right, thinking right. this is how I need to operate, right? But once I got to a certain point, I'm like, man, I'm going to bed, man. Well, I'm right. good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for me, it took marriage for that because uh, 
when it, just left to my own devices, I'm going to work all day, every mm. day, because one, it's what I'm so accustomed to doing. Okay. Like, you spend years just grinding and working. Like, when you're not working, something's wrong. That's how I feel. But it took me getting married to say, okay, I need to try to wrap up by 5 o'clock, get home by 6. And what I realized is when I had less time to be productive, I was more productive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Instead Mm -hmm. of like, because some people, they're going to quit their job and they're like, yo, I'm going to grind all day. Yeah. But if you got, if you can build something in those windows of time. And and concentrate it. And then you super, super heavy because everything you're doing in that time is intentional. You're not wasting a second because you got a hard stop or cutoff time, right? So your three hours, your four hours, or your five to six o'clock, you're going to go hard because you know you got a stopping point. Yeah. Every second count. Are you still actively, like, getting contracts, going for contracts? Yeah, man. We won uh, two this month. So, so... So far already, I won six this year. Really? Yeah. But they were soul source. I didn't have to bid. They called me. They said, hey, mm. can you purchase this product for us? When did they start? When did they start? When did they start calling you? Mm, probably like 2017. That was real pivotal. Gotcha. Around 2017, yeah. Oh, so then you didn't really have to apply for no contracts. Right. Just... I don't got to bid no more. Now if I bid, it's just to, you know, stay current. So when I'm teaching people, I, I got real-time estimation. Yeah. I like the fact that you're still actively in the game. Because yeah. most people, they'll, they're not in the game anymore. Right. They're just teaching. But from the fact they, that... They're talking from yesteryear. Exactly. And that information ain't always up to date or valid. Because changes. Yeah, right? and it, it can't help me out today, so... I I speak a lot to the people that, you know, they got all these side hustles. They got all this stuff on the table, but they just like, you know what? I'm going to give this federal government contracting a try. Mm-hmm. And once they tap in, they're like, all right, I'm going to just do this now. Right, right, you know right. I mean? So it's a good feeling. Man. So the, the, you said six contracts this year. Yeah. Uh, or in two this month. Yeah. Tell me about the months. two. Because you said they were talking about ordering a product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wanted to order 150 iPads. It was something real light. That's all I understand. Why do they just call Apple? <laughs> they lazy. That's what I be trying to tell people. The federal government lazy. They can do all this stuff themselves. However, they're mandated. That's this. I call them lazy, but they're mandated to give small businesses, minorities, women-owned, service-disabled veterans, they're mandated to give us a certain percentage of contracts are you, a year. Are you minority certified? A minority. A woman-owned, right? Is your wife 51%? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what was you about to say, bro? What was you, you about to say something? Documentation got a read will, right? Documentation has the read will. So, 51%. Woman-owned, small business, minority, veteran-owned. I was in the Coast Guard for uh, 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you do that certification yourself? Because, bruh, I've... It's terrible, ain't it? Terrible. It's terrible. Yes, I did it myself. But I'm good on the phone. I'm telling you. I need somebody to just do it for me, bro. I'm amazing on the phone. So I had a lady on the phone the whole time I was filling the thing up. 
the whole time. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm frustrated. I'm, I can't figure it out. I'm like going in on her. She like, calm down. I'm gonna help you. I said, are you going to help me for the duration? Like, right, I right, need right. you. <laughs> and she helped me. She helped me out. Do you, do you give resources, like, in, like for your students on how to get that certification? Yeah, you. I have to, man, because, all right, here's the first thing. I teach my students certifications don't win you contracts. Mm. I mean, that's just a fact. They don't win you contracts. However, comma, they do help you get into a smaller room to bid against less competition. Okay, mm. so that's who they put on. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, but make him famous, you know? But now the gates are unlocked. Now everybody on SoundCloud is like they can't control it no more. You can't control it no more. If you have the talent and you're able to stay persistent and consistent with music, you're going to pop. Sooner or later, something going to catch on fire. Mm. All you need is to hit one ball. One. You don't have to be right no times but once. Once you write that one time, and I don't give a damn, you don't know how to swing at fastballs, don't hit fastballs. If all you know is curveballs, when that curveball comes, you swing the bat as hard as you can. Sooner or later, if you keep swinging, you're going to knock some out the park. It's going to be life-changing. And they're scared of that. Wow. They're scared of that because if that happens, then guess what? It's more wealth in the black communities. And guess what? The money circulates when it gets in the communities. When you go in, it goes to the corner stores. It goes to, like, it's still in the community, right? Mm -hmm. The money changes hands. And now, guess what? I got enough money to support your dream now. Yeah. I got enough money to support his dream now. And everybody is building. But it's things in place to make sure. It's like credit card companies. They discriminate. But people don't know they discriminate because they're like, oh, they can't discriminate. No, they do. They don't market based on certain area codes. If you put a certain area code in, you automatically get denied. Why? Because... They already know that area code has this certain amount of revenue coming in every single year. This your annual revenue. You don't fit the criteria. Mm. Even if you do. You don't fit the criteria. You in the wrong neighborhood. You don't get this card. And they're doing the same thing with investments. Like, why? Why got to be a credit investor? People yeah. come up with they want to come up with, but that's my, you know, that's my logic. I can't wait to see it, my brother. Look, man, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really, really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, please let the the people know how they can contact you, how they can get in touch with you. Um, definitely, I am spectacular on all social media platforms. Clubhouse is just spectacular. Hit me up on Clubhouse, dropping game constantly. The power Circle, shout out to the Power Circle. Nonprofit. Hey, that's another thing that's going to be huge. It's going to be the biggest communities for people to come together, entrepreneurs to come together to share resources. The technology that's going to be built out for that is going to be crazy for people to come in and literally have one-on-one -on -one conversations. 
to be able to share resources and uh, and be able to have masterminds and accountability. It's going to be phenomenal. But yeah, make sure you guys check me out. Power Circles, if you do want to apply for Power Circles, all you got to do is make over 100000 If you want to be a part of that community, go to powercircles.org and uh, check it out. But other than that, you guys can text my number. I gave it to you guys earlier, but 786-661-1224. Hit me up. Ask me some questions. And actually, if you listen to this interview, every time you hear it, listen. Drop me a comment, man, on my last post on Instagram. Let me know how you felt about this interview. Because I want to know your thoughts. I can't really stalk the comments like that, but I look at my Instagram almost every day. All right? Hit me up. Appreciate that, Spike. All right, man, close out with something. A word of wisdom, man. There's an entrepreneur out there that they, they... they're, they're having a hard time. They're struggling. They got this vision and it's just not coming to fruition or, you know, they got some issues or, uh, you know, dramas or, you know, just uh, things going on in their life. So mm-hmm. what is on your heart right now to share with that person? Well, the first thing I would say is your thoughts become your reality. So if you put yourself in the state of mind that everything is possible, it's just the amount of time on when it's going to happen. And continuously work on your craft. Too many people are master of nothing. They master the craft of nothing. (laughs) So you have to become a master of something and go at it full speed, full throttle, want it, meant to as bad as you want to breathe. Mm-hmm. You got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. And come into this thing and understand that you're not a victim. Too many victims out here. Nobody's a victim. You're the only person you can blame for your situation. Nobody else. It don't matter what your past was. It don't matter how your dad treated you. It don't matter how you, how you was raised. Bill Gates said, If you're born poor, it's not your fault. But if you die poor, that's your fault. Because you have every opportunity to get whatever you want and find the guidance, find the mentorship. Because it's not a lack of information. It's a lack of guidance and accountability. So find somebody that's going to leave you accountable to your goals, your mission, your dreams. Everything that you literally put your mind to is it's something that can be achievable. Anybody who you know that's wealthy, that's famous, they all started from zero. Zero followers on Instagram, zero followers, zero followers on Facebook, zero dollars in their bank account. Everybody had to get that first deposit and build relationships and make sure that you're putting more deposits in than withdrawals. Right. My rule of thumb is Give 10 times and ask once. The country we're in completely locked down. I mean, like we like my children did not leave the apartment for two full months. It was like, yeah, like you had to apply for a permit to go to the grocery store. Like it was crazy locked down. Which country? Uh, We were in the UAE. Yeah. So, um, 
it was really, really strict. And um, we, yeah, we were in Abu Dhabi. Okay. Oh, and funny enough, because it's Emirates, right? It's the United Arab Emirates. Each Emirate had its own rules. Oh my God. So you couldn't even travel. Like we were trying to get plane tickets out and you couldn't even travel from Abu Dhabi to Dubai. Like their borders were closed. It'd be like the border from here to Georgia being closed, right? That's um, insane. Yeah, it was insane. And we felt almost stuck. Mm. <laughs> it was a very unnerving feeling trying to get... They only had repatriation flights. They only flew like once a month or something. You had to get on a flight. And then they flew you to America. Like, you didn't get to pick where. So we ended up landing in Chicago. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, my God. And we were just like, what's the flight to America? And they are like, well, it's to Chicago. And we're like, okay, I'll take it. Like, whatever to get, get yeah, out of here. Right. Um. So when we got to Florida... It was amazing um, because everything was so open. I mean, there were still the mask mandates and Mm. um, everything, but we were like, we can go outside. Like, how exciting is this? Um, Yeah, it felt really good. So we had already been planning to go to move on overseas. We wanted to go to New Zealand. Um, Mm. Our application is still in the system. (laughs) And then they completely closed. Um, and then we tried Armenia and they closed. So now we're just kind of waiting. Um, you know, we love it here. The kids are really happy here. Um, so I think we'll stay here, you know, maybe a year or two longer and then kind of see how the world shakes out and see how the pandemic shakes out. Um, because it's, it's endemic now, right? Like, it's not like it's going away. Like, we will live with coronavirus. We will get our booster shots. Um, so the world has to open. Um, so we're just kind of waiting to see. You do you know. think the? Do you think it'll end up just being like something, just like the flu that everyone's used to? It's like, oh yeah, we have the flu, we have the coronavirus. Yeah. I think of shots for that stuff and. Yeah, I think eventually there will be, like, enough exposure, Mm -hmm. enough vaccines that it's going to level out, and it'll be a virus just like Mm -hmm. other viruses. I mean, you know, when we... So, Andy had coronavirus in February, and um, when he got sick, he, he he had a fever for, like, five days, and he was down and out, and we just had him quarantined in the bedroom. Um, But when we lived in Asia, within the first six weeks of him moving to Asia, he got dengue fever. No. Yeah. And I had actually just, um, I had been on like weekend duty where I had taken a call from a, a lady who was coming to get her son's body who had just died from dengue fever. So when he came oh. and he got dengue fever, I was like, you've got to be joking. And both my parents, because um, they lived in Venezuela for so long, have had dengue fever. Mm. So I call my parents and they're like, hey, it'll be fine. Like, it really sucks, but, you know, he'll he'll make it. And there's nothing you can do for it except let it ride. Like, you mm. take Tylenol and just drink water and that's it. But so the whole time he had COVID, I was like, how does this compare to dengue? Because with dengue, I was really, really worried. Like, I was constantly you know what the death rate him. is for dengue? I don't know. It's pretty high, though, I think. Um, 
like Aiden, that's your cue. <laughs> um and what's interesting, so so when he got COVID, I kept asking him to compare it because I was terrified with dengue. And the COVID the whole time, for him at least, he was like